Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros. It's the unlucky 13th episode. Oh no, should we just skip it? No, we're not going to be like buildings everywhere. Well, I skipped number 12, so I can't skip number 13. That's true. Also, it's only thir- it's it's only 13 for us. It's, tw- it's no, 11, no, it's 11 for, for him. For him. Yeah. 11 for me, so. So we we should be fine. Okay. Well, that's time. I'm Mike and back from his uh <laughs> sickness. Yeah, not back from sickness because um, I'm still sick. It's friend of the show, David Dargarts. Yeah. I, I haven't stopped coughing in like a month. Doctor says I should be all right. Well, you could always cook meth. The doctor said I wouldn't get so many nosebleeds if I just kept my finger out of there. I didn't go to the... I had the cough for two and a half weeks. I didn't go to the doctor until uh, a few days ago for my back. Makes sense. Completely unrelated to the cough. <laughs> but yeah, uh, here I am. At least, at least you went. Yeah. So... Uh, I believe we're going to start off in the world of college football per Tom's rundown. If yeah. the show sucks, it's his fault. Hey, the show's going to suck because I'm in it. As I said, it's his fault. Anyway, a couple of smaller bowl games uh, this past weekend. And one awesome Division Two playoff. Yeah, but that's not showing up. i got to switch my settings. Yeah, he can't find <laughs> we're, we're just not going to do it because it's not on the page that his phone is currently on. Uh, Houston and San Diego State played in the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, San Diego State uh, decimated Houston to the tune of 34-10. to 10. We got a record in that game, right? Did we? The running oh, back? yeah. Donnell Pumphrey broke the career rushing record uh, held by Ron Dane with, uh, where'd it go? Several yards. <laughs> by, <laughs> by, by more than one yard. He got it by... <laughs> Just going to let him do this. By at least. He got it by 12 yards. Oh, well. All right. <clears throat> well, it's still his. Yep. Well, congratulations, Mr. Humphreys. Good job. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's really the only remarkable thing about that game other than Houston showing that they really shouldn't have been ranked at any point this year by losing as badly as they did. Well, that's what that's the biggest problem with ranking these teams preseason. Yep. Uh, another one, the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl featuring Appalachian State and Toledo. It's a T, right? It's a kind of T. I love that he's he's reading the entire name. Look. We don't have a lot of... (laughs) We must not have a lot on a rundown. (laughs) 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 Trying to get as much length out of the runtime out of this as we can, I guess. Appalachian State topped Toledo 31-28. to Boo. Yeah, I guess, whatever. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, I'm a BG alum, so I couldn't care uh, less what Toledo does. I don't really care. (laughs) Uh, Marcus Cox had 143 yards and a touchdown. Marcus. 
um, for the Appalachian State. Uh, I don't know what their nickname is. Well, if you did, it'd give us more runtime. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, somebody look it up. Um, and uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Guys, if we're silent in between my ums and uhs, it cuts them out. And welcome to the show. Logan Woodside. For the record, they're the Mountaineers. Oh, thank you. Logan Woodside was 18 of 26 for 247 yards and two touchdowns in the loss for UT. Uh, They cap off a pretty good season by losing to the Mountaineers. The Mountaineers weren't bad this year either. Both teams came in 9-3, and so. Right. Um if Logan Woodside, I don't know uh, what year he is, but if he sticks around, Toledo's got a pretty good chance to be good again next year because he was pretty great for them throughout the year. He, yeah, they picked the one year that um, Bowling Green and uh, Northern or whatever aren't doing well, and then Western Michigan comes along. Yeah. <laughs> nope. This was like the fourth straight year for UT having nine wins. Yeah, they've been doing great the last the last few years, but somebody else comes along. Uh, if I'm correct here, if this internet is correct, Logan Woodside ended the season with 4,129 passing yards and 45 passing touchdowns. Yowza. Goodness. And I, I am, I know I'm correct in that that is the UT record. Yes. Held previously by Bruce Gradkowski. Oh, yeah. Friend of the show, Bruce Gradkowski. He could be. He lives in Toledo. That's yeah, true. He's a, he, yeah, he's at least a resident of the showrunner. He, re- he owns two restaurants. I was say, he's got a restaurant here, so yeah. uh, we won't say which one until we have some sort of deal. Right. Uh, Arkansas State and UCF played in the AutoNation Cure Bowl. Arkansas State <laughs> defeated UCF 31-13. to 13. Yeah, I can't do these stupid names. And remember, these are all those uh, smaller bowls that... Uh, Get worse names. Yeah. You know the worst name bulls. Uh, nothing really standing out here. Uh, Hanson from Arkansas State had three passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, just you know, lower level college football to pad out our runtime. We did just prove how old we are by making that reference. I it, thought Eric, I thought Eric would be hopping right on that. Right, right on. He he. He doesn't want to even listen to that right now. No, he does look like he does look like a Hanson fan. <laughs> Just Taylor. <laughs> uh, Thinks he's pretty. He was. He was. Yeah, he was a very pretty man. Uh, in the R and L Carriers New Orleans Bowl, <laughs> I was making fun of this one at the bar. Tom and I went out to Sean's to watch this game, among other things. And I was making fun of this game, this game's name all night long. Um, University of Southern Miss topped University of Louisiana Lafayette, the Ragin' Cajuns, twenty-eight to twenty-one. At least I've heard of these teams. Yeah, we're getting into the teams that you might know. Um, again, low-level bowl game. Uh, Alan Zay Staggers set a New Orleans bowl record with eleven catches for two hundred and thirty yards. Is that the last bowl game you had to talk about? Uh, yeah. All right, cool. So I'm going to do a, the long run on the segue. So we just talked about Southern Miss, whose famous player was Brett Favre, whose jersey I was wearing yesterday when I was at the Packers-Bears game. NFL action, go. Uh, sports. <laughs> uh, I, did tra- I did travel to Chicago for the Packers-Bears game uh, that was played in negative four degree temperatures with wind chill. You're a darn fool. Um. Uh, 
It actually was not that bad because I got some of those hand warmer things and stuck them in my boots and in my gloves and in my pants. And I thought you were going to say in my in hat. Butt. <laughs> and yeah. Actually, I was where I did stick them not really in my ears. In my glasses, so I really couldn't see most of the game, but, but it felt nice. I was, I was wearing a... I was wearing a, one of the knit caps and yeah. had a roll-up, so I stuck them inside the roll-up right over top of my ears. Just create a headband nice. of them. I actually thought about that. If I had more, I would have. Um, yeah, so, so it was a heck of a game, I guess. It, okay, yeah. So the Packers go down and they score on their first drive, and uh, the Bears look really, really defeated. They go, uh, they make it to midfield and at the punt. Packers start moving the ball again, and then they start struggling, and then their offense went to sleep for the rest of the first half. Um, Matt Barkley played very well. Uh, yeah, he did. He had uh, he was thirty of forty three for three hundred and sixty two yards and two touchdowns. He did have three interceptions though. One was on a hail mary at the end of the right. first half. Another one was an overthrown ball, and one was where he just dropped back and he looked into the defensive backfield and he's like, "Where's that ha ha Clinton Dix guy? You know what? He looks like he could use an interception right now." And threw it literally right to Clinton Dix. Yeah, you take away those those two interceptions that uh, had playing time come after them, and this might be a different game. Yeah. Um, Ty, Ty Montgomery, you know, that wide receiver playing running back for Green Bay? Yeah. Uh, 16 carries for 162 yards and two touchdowns. Those are running back numbers. Yes. They are. For one. Um, <clears throat> Kristen Michael, who the Packers just picked up uh, for the Seahawks before last week's – or no, two weeks ago – Picked up two weeks ago, four carries for forty-five yards and a touchdown. Um, he had a. F- the numbers look impressive, but he had a forty-two-yard touchdown run, so he had three carries for three right. yards. Otherwise, um, yeah. Jordy Nelson had seven catches for one hundred twenty-four yards. One of them, uh, the basically, I mean, they still had to kick the field goal, but basically, one Green Bay of the game. So Chicago came back from seventeen down to tie it, and uh, the Packers got the ball back with around a minute twenty or something. And no timeouts. They had two incomplete passes and then a 60-yard bomb to Jordy Nelson to put them into field goal range. And I tell you what, when the Bears tied the game, I was just praying that there wasn't overtime because I was so cold. Even with the hand warmers, like, it, you know, four hours in that weather. Right. Um, hand warmers were starting to wear off. And uh, it was so cold that the lady, the ladies behind us, uh, the Bears scored, and they kind of jumped up. Well, one of them spilled their beer. It had frozen before it landed on me and Cagney. And beer and alcohol doesn't exactly yeah. freeze at the same yeah. <laughs> temperature as water. It had frozen before it landed on us. Yeah. That's so, like when you you take the pot of boiling water and you go out in, in the sub-zero temperatures and you, and you yes. toss it, and it yeah. just vaporizes instantly. Yep. They love doing that on the weather channel. Yeah. Uh, my kids love doing that. Actually, we'll probably do that sometime this week while they're off school. But uh, yeah, it's, I was I was just praying there wasn't going to be overtime. And then Crosby makes the kick, but John Fox yeah. iced the kicker, so Crosby comes back out and nails it again. And because everyone forgot, everyone was already iced. Yes, oh, yeah. everyone was iced all day. So Crosby made the game-winning kick. His time expired. It it was just one heck of a game. And like I would have been happy with the blowout if they would have kept adding to the seventeen-point lead. But this was just as good. Yeah, I mean, I would have been a bit worried there you know oh we were yeah we were very worried and okay so john fox your season is lost you know you're not you know you're not gonna make the playoffs you know you know all you got right now is trying to 
trying to ruin your rival's season, which this would have. It, yeah. it pretty much would have been a death sentence for Green Bay. Um, instead of kicking the field goal to tie it, just go for it on fourth down. Absolutely. Go for the win. Don't for, force them to have to score a touchdown, not a field goal. If you're if you're not mathematically eliminated though, your fans will uh be very unhappy with a call like that. Yeah. But one one thing that um I thought was interesting was how Green Bay still pulls out the uh or or the score being as close as they uh, that it was with uh, the turnover differential. Well, so like I, that, that's kind of I mean that's <clears throat> always shocking. I could explain a lot of that. Um you know how I complain about Mike McCarthy taking his foot off the gas? Yeah. So he did take his foot off the gas yesterday in that he quit running the ball. I told you what the numbers were. Yeah, it was over 200 just from those yeah. guys, two guys. Yeah, they, they had two running backs averaging over 10 yards per carry. But in this after, after the Christian Michael touchdown run, each of the next three drives, they came out passing on first down. Yeah, and the ball weighs like 300 pounds when it's that cool. Yeah, Devonta Adams had two drops in the end zone, two. That, I mean, they were in his hands, and he just dropped the ball. So he was watching Chicago, too much Chicago game tape. Yeah, it was, man, it was, it was rough out there, but But, Packers came away with the victory and now uh, control their own destiny. Yeah. Thanks to the result in New York yesterday, the Giants beat the Lions 17 to six. Did you guys see that terrific catch that Odell Beckham had off the ground? Oh yeah, I saw the heck out of that. That was amazing. It's not every day that a player catches a ball that hits the ground first. And, I mean, yeah. yep, that was uh, something else. The uh, <laughs> in that it wasn't on reception, but they called it one anyways. Yeah, was Detroit out of challenges at that point? I don't even remember, but uh, they was, had to have been. I mean, stupid. Um, Eli Manning was twenty of twenty-eight for two hundred and one yards and two touchdowns. Um, Matt Stafford. I don't know. He didn't play poorly, but they just couldn't get it in the end zone. Uh, 24 of 39 for 273 and an interception. Um, the uh, well, Lions couldn't get anything going on the ground. Um, as has been the case all season. Yeah, 56 yards rushing total. Um, and, you know, uh, 13 of those came on Matt Stafford scrambles. Um, so the way the NFC North breaks down right now um, – with Minnesota losing to Indianapolis 34 to 6 um in a game where Andrew Luck was 21 of 28 for 250 yards and two touchdowns and Frank Gore passed Tony Dorsett on the all-time yardage list uh he had 101 yards yesterday um but all of his touchdowns got uh, vultured away by Turbin they did um so the state of the NFC North right now um it's Yes, Detroit has the lead by a game, but it's kind of Green Bay's division to win. It All seems. they have to do is beat Detroit and pace them. Well, uh, yeah, they have, they have to they have to match Detroit's outcome at the very least right. next week. So if Detroit wins, they have to win. If Detroit loses, they can lose. Um, Detroit travels to Dallas, which is a harder matchup than Green Bay hosting Minnesota. Right. So I f- I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like Green Bay has the inside track right now. Yeah, they just got to finish it out the last two weeks. I think. Yeah, Lions can't score right now. Two wins, you know, and Green Bay's got it, and these two wins should be relatively easy for Green Bay to get. Yeah. Um, so, uh, with uh, with that being the case, I do believe Minnesota is done for. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean. Based, well, based on the fact that I th- think. 
I don't have full standings in front of me with uh, division records and everything. Hang on, I got it. Right here. <clears throat> uh, Minnesota's. Yeah, they're one and three. Minnesota's three spots out of the, the wild card. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and they're, they're one and three against their division. Okay, and I know Detroit and Green Bay are much better. Yeah, and Detroit's in, three and two. Green Bay's three and one. Yeah, in the NFC. Nine and seven is not going to get you a wild card because the Giants are already ten and four. They're essentially guaranteed that first wild card spot. Yeah, and then uh, Washington they have the tie, so if they win their last two games, they they get it by um, virtue of the tie providing one less loss. Yeah, right. Washington's still got that chance of getting in there because um, of what happened with uh, Tampa yesterday. Yeah, actually, we're we're gonna bounce around and not really go in order like we normally do, just because we're talking um, playoff picture well, with this. So know, many of these games affect the others. So right. There's no, yeah, there's no way to keep them separated. Um, as so the, as the offspring might say, <laughs> Dallas did beat Tampa Bay twenty six to twenty last night. You're not gonna cue that one up. A, f- uh, a far closer game than I thought it would be at at half. I actually kind of expected this. Um, like I figured that Tampa Bay wouldn't. You know, roll over, but I, I, I thought for sure that you know after the halftime score being what seventeen to six, I figured it would be like twenty four to seventeen. Yeah, uh, it uh, turned out to be a very good game. Um, Ezekiel Elliott twenty three carries, one hundred fifty nine yards, and a touchdown. Dallas did clinch a playoff spot, um, and they are one win from clinching a first round bye. Um, I got to think at this point they're going to be the number one seed. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really. Well, like you wondered with the, you know all the I mean I didn't wonder about Dak, but everybody else wondered about right. Dak because you have a couple weeks off or you know a couple games where you weren't playing so great, but you know whatever. Because um, I think Romo would have still had more games where he didn't play as great. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but you know you you were able to beat Tampa. At, uh, you're playing Tampa at the worst possible time because Tampa's great right now. Yeah. And. Uh, you have to, you know you're you're facing adversity uh, in that your passing game just hasn't been that great the last couple weeks and then you got Tampa coming in who is gunning for Atlanta um, and you're able to hold them down like that you know that's a huge deal yeah I mean I and I think just I think this win you know means so much more uh, as far as like power rankings for Dallas because of that I think it you know obviously shoots them to the top yeah keeps them I mean the top. I mean you beat a really really good Tampa team yeah and uh, that's it, it is heartbreaking for Tampa because it does move them out of the wild card chase yeah um and uh Dallas's remaining games are at home against Detroit and on the road against Philadelphia I don't see any reason they can't win both of those no, um yeah they should win they should win both of those so uh, as you say, you know New York beating Detroit. So New York can still win the division if Dallas was to lose both of those games, right? And Detroit and uh, um, sorry, and New York wins out. I don't really see that happening. So um, though, if we did, I, I'm looking forward to another uh, Manning Brady Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm looking forward to another Patriots Giants. Well, Super the Giants—that's the rule. If the Giants make the playoffs, they make the Super Bowl. Yep. So, and, and, well, and you they, know, and if they make the Super Bowl against the Patriots, they win. Yeah. <laughs> if if the Giants make the playoffs and end up having to play the Cowboys again, there's no reason they can't beat them again. Exactly. Yeah, they've beaten them twice already. Yeah. Um, on Thursday night, the Seahawks beat the Rams twenty-four to three. They wore some terrible jerseys. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I joked about how like, wow, only, I, I only see Rams out there. So technically, there's not a team out there. 
<laughs> yeah. um, those were very green. There were a lot of memes floating around. They had a green. They had the green man from uh, "It's Always Sunny." Oh yeah, what, made, I, I saw that one. First, really made popular from uh, those Vancouver Canucks uh, season ticket holders that like to sit next to the penalty box. Oh yeah, those guys screw with the opposing uh, uh, penalty. They box. don't do that anymore, do they? I don't know. Um, I wouldn't, with how bad the Canucks are. I don't right. think, yeah, I didn't think Vancouver was still a team. Yeah. Um, this is a this is a good bounce back for Seattle after getting trounced by Green Bay last week. Yeah, um, I mean it. It was a very ugly game, though. A lot of miscues. Um, they blew that call in the end zone that should have been an interception. Yeah. Um, there were. Oh yeah, that was an interception. There yeah. were some very good defensive plays, but um, even even the Seahawks offense. Looked lost at times. Yeah. Uh, Pete Carroll coming under fire uh, for faking a punt up 24-3 to late in the game and got his punter injured as a result. Yeah. I mean, if you see the the play there, you always take it. I don't care what the score is. But you got to tell your punter that as soon as he gets the first down, slide. Yeah. When you're playing the Rams and you're up three touchdowns, it's basically practice, you know? Like you're basic, yeah. you know, you're basically at practice, and so you try some stuff maybe too. You're like, well, we got to get, we got to use this play. We got to, you know, work on this play if we're going to use it against one of these good teams in the next couple of weeks. So and uh, the play was perfectly executed. It's just, that I think the who's their punter? Jake Ryan or no, not J- uh, something Ryan, John Ryan. I think he just he needed to get that first down and maybe a few yards more, and before you even get within five yards of a ram slide yeah if it were jack ryan he would have from the tom clancy universe well he would have just shot them with them. a gun that he built himself he'd have got them ruskies oh uh, oh man uh i'm back y'all i got nothing i didn't have to deal with this last week i got nothing <laughs> i wasn't prepared for david I mean, you still had to see him at work. Yeah, but that was different. He was all yeah. hacking up a lung and stuff. Yeah, he's like, he's still coughing. There's no way he's going to make next week's show. Either. Yeah. I just pretend that the coughing is him saying oh. something smart, Alecky. <laughs> so the Falcons routed the 49ers 41-13. to Weird. Uh, Matt Ryan, 286 yards, two touchdowns. Got pulled in the fourth in favor of Matt Schaub because he was playing so te- – oh, I mean, because they were up so big. They had 21 points uh, in the first quarter, the Falcons did. Yeah. It, um, it was 21 nothing. I was like, oh, boy. It, it was over pretty quickly. Um, yeah, San Fran put up 13 in the second, but that was it. Um, so they didn't look bad for one quarter. Yeah. But, yeah, at, at one point they, it looked like this one might actually be close. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, I don't know. The closest it probably the 28-13 was. was the closest yeah, it ever was. 28-13 was the closest. Yeah. Or uh, 21 uh, no, uh, yeah, twenty one seven was pretty close. Yeah. Um, those uh, those 41 points put up by Philadelphia uh, was tied for the second highest total this week. Um, they were tied with the Arizona Cardinals, who put up 41. Uh, Unfortunately... Unfortunately, the Saints the played Saints. Uh, the the kind of football they love to play. Yeah, and they put up forty eight. They let you get in just as many shots as they do, and it comes down to probably just one touchdown. Yeah, and it did. Um, in the loss, David Johnson set an NFL record. Uh, he went over a hundred yards from scrimmage in this game, uh, marking the fourteenth time this year in fourteen games that he had done so. Uh, that's the longest streak to start a season going over a hundred yards from scrimmage. Uh, breaking Edger and James's 13-game record. 
Guess who has um, Drew Brees on their fantasy team, but also has a bye week, and <laughs> it didn't even matter. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, a couple of years ago when I had the bye week and Jamal Charles uh, in standard in standard scoring leagues scored sixty two points. Yeah, and I had the bye week. That was, was coupled with uh, Jordy Nelson getting me forty eight points also on the bye week. Yeah, I don't I don't remember what Drew was. I, I didn't really look at uh, what Drew would have gotten yesterday. I know I played against Eric in another league and a, a different scoring, and Eric had Drew Brees, and uh, somehow I beat you. Well, he had three hundred eighty nine yards and four touchdowns. So yeah, two of those touchdowns to Brandon Cooks, who had 186 yards receiving. So huge, huge game for him. You know what's hilarious is, uh, um, like I said, I had the bye week, but I still set my roster. And I actually benched Drew for Derek for uh, Carr. Nice. <laughs> he, <laughs> Who underperformed? He would have had 62 points. Not in our league. He would have had if we're If we're going by a point per 10 yards and... No, it's six, a point per 25. Yeah, oh. he would have had 38. But, but in any case, it's funny because I... I did set my roster for this week, even though it didn't matter. Right, and I benched Drew. <laughs> Man, <laughs> so my so the biggest gaff, my biggest blunder of the uh, fantasy season did not matter. Nice. Um, so uh, we talked uh, we talked about the wild card picture. Um, the Redskins <clears throat> um, play the Panthers tonight. A loss would put them at seven six and one. A win would put them at eight five and one. Um, they're in the sixth seed right now. Green Bay is in the seventh seed. Um, so I believe a win keeps them where they are and a loss puts Green Bay into the wild card. I believe that is correct. Yes. Ties irritate me as far as figuring this kind of thing out. (laughs) Um, it's whoever has more wins or fewer losses. If the other one, if the other number is the same, like if, if they both have six losses, then you'll have the one more win. Right. I, I love ties because nobody gets to have any fun at all. And the media has all this anxiety about what to even say. Yep. It just, they're agonizing over what happened. And you feel like you wasted an entire game, and you did. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm, wow, so I'm rooting for the Panthers tonight. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> oh, boy. Man. What a time to be alive. Not prepared to do that. So that's all the NFC happenings. Um, over in the AFC on Thursday night football on Saturday night. <sighs> Tom hates that. Tom was getting irritated by that, but I reminded him that when we were kids, when ESPN held the Saturday night package, it was Monday night football on Saturday night. So it's not like it's but, this new thing that the NFL network is trying to shove down our throats. But they didn't say... It's Monday Night Football on Saturday night every time they went to commercial. That's true. They they did not. Um, the uh, Dolphins beat what looked like the Jets, thirty four to thirteen. It was some. They had, they were wearing green. I know that much. Yeah, they had on green jerseys and uh, they might have had green pants. They may have also been white. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so I know it was the Jets, but man, I think the Dolphins are going to be all right with Matt Moore at quarterback. Yeah, yeah, you did fine. Twelve of eighteen, two hundred thirty-six yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. Um, Jarvis Landry had three catches for one hundred and eight yards and a touchdown, and Kenny Stills had a fifty-two-yard touchdown catch. Uh, Bryce Petty injured his chest and had to leave the game, and uh, that brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who promptly went five of ten for thirty-one with get this an interception. Really, quarterback rating of seventeen. Yep, point one. 
Um, <laughs> could have been worse. It could have been it zero. It could have been zero. Um, so this uh, this keeps Miami alive in the uh, wild card hunt, keeps them in the sixth seed. Um, and the team currently occupying the fifth seed is the Kansas City Chiefs, who fell to the Tennessee Titans yesterday on a last-second field goal by Ryan Suckup. Uh, that was a fantastic <clears throat> final drive. Yeah, uh, and so Andy Reid iced the kicker. Suckup missed the first kick, made the second one. Whoops. Uh, yeah, proving once again that icing does nothing. Yeah. Icing does jack to a kicker. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the scoring in this one was kind of crazy. Um, the Chiefs got a rushing touchdown from a wide receiver, a rushing touchdown from a quarterback. <laughs> um. And uh, neither, neither quarterback really did much through the air. A punt return from a long snapper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mariota, 19 of 33, 241 and, inter- and an interception. Alex Smith, 15 of 28 for 163 and an interception. So, yeah, not great, but uh, Mariota was good when it counted. Yeah, def- yeah, the last drive. There was, I, I believe it was less than two minutes left, and they had no timeouts. Smith ran one in, too. Yeah. Pro- rem- reminding us that that... He can do that. He is, yeah. A, yeah he's yeah. a mobile quarterback. I mean, <laughs> yeah, a lot a, of people forget yeah, the um, Alex Smith has always been. He is a very mobile quarterback. He's good at it. He he, he knows when to make the. He's good at making the decision to run. Like he yeah. knows when it's a smart idea to run, and he's pretty decent at it. Um, was it the was the divisional round or was it the NFC Championship game? The game against the Saints where he did that bootleg and like the entire Saints defense went one way and he's just bootlegging <laughs> around the other. Yeah, that sounds about right. And like, I mean, seriously, I think he ran it in from like thirty yards out. Like, people seem to forget that yeah. he he was a mobile quarterback in college yeah. and he, he's been able to do it through the NFL quite a bit. But yeah, he's one of those guys. Yeah, it was. And the Chiefs are a weird offense, and they have been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you had that season where they went an entire season without throwing a touchdown to wide receiver. Yeah. That was funny. Wow. When when Dwayne Bowe is your best receiver. Yeah, but still, God, you can still get it to somebody. Yeah. yeah. It it has to happen even accidentally. Somebody falls down and a guy's wide open. Yeah, how many games this year where it was like, oh, it's this receiver's first ever snap, and he caught a touchdown pass right. off it. Happened in the Packers game. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, the win brings the Titans to eight and six. Um, they are currently eighth in the AFC. Um, they're behind the Ravens via tiebreaker and the Dolphins, uh, just based on wins. The Dolphins being nine and five. Kansas City is in the fifth seed at ten and four right now. Um, now I I do want to point out really quickly though that uh, the Titans got the game to seventeen to sixteen on a touchdown and they opted to go for two and they miss yes if you have an opportunity to tie the game and you are how much time was left uh that was with three minutes left so they were so basically uh they were they wanted to win and they didn't want to have any possibility of going to overtime yeah hey it was cold in kansas city too yeah but it was (laughs) to give yourself a one-point lead no. And, and and it was almost a mistake when you have a game winning field goal with time expiring. It was almost a Right. Yeah, and, I mean and it's not like it was a short field goal either. Yeah, it was a mistake that really almost bit you and right. And that w- that would have killed their playoff chances entirely. Right. Yeah. Uh, so a game behind them in the AFC South and in the wild card standings, uh the Colts improved to seven and seven after beating the Vikings as we discussed earlier. Um time is running out for them. Yeah, I 
they have they have Oakland and Jacksonville left, so they are likely to go one and one over their last two, which is going to just be the end for them. Well, I don't even think nine and seven is is going to be good enough for a wild card. Oh no, I'm talking about the division. I don't think they have a path to the wild card at all. Their their only hope is winning the division. Um, the division, which is currently led by the Houston Texans, um, who narrowly beat the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, twenty one to twenty yesterday, made the best decision that team has ever made. Um, they uh, yeah they pulled. Sorry, that one was straight into the mic. Yep, I didn't see that one coming. Usually, I'm pretty good with uh, my reflexes here and moving the mic one way and my head the other. So sorry, listeners, but that one went straight into your ears. Didn't pull it off that time. That time he moved his face and the mic in the same direction. We're going to get a camera in this room eventually, and and you would, you know, you'd be able to see like my really. I'm very. It's very athletic in in the tone of the show, the way I dodge coughing into this mic. He's like the Barry Sanders of coughing into mics. Oh yeah, I'm shuffling. I'm hurtling over things. But much like Barry Sanders, when you needed a yard, he'd lose five. Yeah, right, exactly. When he really needs to move, he coughs straight into the mic. Yeah. Um, Apologize for that one. So they, uh, the Texans pulled Brock Osweiler. He went 6 for 11 for 48 yards and two interceptions. Um, they inserted Tom Savage into the game. Yeah, one one would say... Nope. One would nope. say that, nope. that benching nope. was nope. Savage. No. Yes, one would say that. You. You are the only one. It was. It was, though. Savage finished the game 23 of 36 for 260 yards. The fans lost their minds when they realized that Osweiler was benched. The fans were, they were ecstatic. Like, they won the Super Bowl when Osweiler was benched. Twitter blew up. The whole world. Talking about this. They were so, they were so excited. I have, uh, you know, I've got Sarah, who's a really big Denver fan. She, she's texting me about it because she's, you know, as a Denver fan, you can't stand the guy. Yeah. Um, um, and, and you know, she, she's loving it. They're all loving it because he, he's, he's not good. Not so, for that money. Hey, why didn't the the, uh, the Jaguars bench Blake Bortles? Well, because they thought it was better to fire their coach. Yeah, they benched their coach. Who then had to ride on the plane with them. Yep, they fired him immediately we following say, the game, and then say, he had to ride back to Jacksonville. At least they didn't do what the Florida Panthers did and said, find your own way home, buddy. Actually, yeah. uh, the Panthers did uh, offer him a charter ride home, but he didn't oh. want to wait for it. Oh, okay. So he just took a taxi. Oh, all yeah. right. Well, that's, well, maybe that's better than, than what they did to the Jags coach. Yeah, so... Hey, uh, hey coach. Oh, sorry. You know, it's like you're on the plane. It's right. Like, you want to ask him something? Hey, coach. Uh, di- oh, man. Yeah. I forgot. Poor Gus Bradley. Um, he He's a great coordinator. Somebody's going to snap him up. Um, just couldn't get it done as head coach. A lot of that had to do with the quarterback position. Blake Bortles, 12 of 28 for 92 yards. That's, hey, that's bad. That's great if you're uh, in peewee. Right? It's just not, I mean, the Jaguars are a wreck. And it's it's just unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate for the Browns. Hey, they'll be able to hire Chip Kelly. That it's it's unfortunate for the Browns that they didn't get to play the Jaguars this year. Can you imagine in Cleveland, Chip Kelly and Jay Cutler? That's going to be something. Oh man, oh, that is going to be something. Um, well, do you think Jay Cutler's going to go to Cleveland or or Jacksonville? And where's Tony Romo going to go? Oh, yeah. well, they uh, could both go to. 
Cleveland. I don't know. So there, there's reports emerging that Romo may ask for a release and not a trade, and that Dallas is very likely to accommodate that. Yeah. That doesn't seem. I mean, I know I would I would give him the release because you treat a player like that who's been there for you because I'm a nice guy through He's everything. Nice you treat that guy with respect. Yeah. But for for Dallas to release him and not get any sort of return for him, it's not a it's not a great uh, it's it's a business bad, move. It's a bad business decision. So that's right. what Jerry Jones is going to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause, well, and his his reasoning when he makes that bad business decision will be probably that Dallas is fine. We've got these guys. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've got Zeke and we've got Dak and we've still got Dez. So. This picture just popped into my head. Uh, you know, next year when they're like three and eight or something like that, you're gonna see all these memes. You, the 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 picture of the dog sitting in the fire. Oh, this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the dog with Jerry Jones's face on it with uh, Dak Prescott sitting next to him, and it's just gonna say, "This is fine." <laughs> when they when they come cratering back down. Um. So back to the AFC. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They really did not want to win that game, but the Bengals just wouldn't let them. Uh, uh, wouldn't let them lose it. One of the Pittsburgh Steelers really wanted to win. Yeah, the <laughs> Bengals did not want to win it more. Yeah, Chris Boswell really wanted to win that game. Yeah, uh, he had himself quite the game. He tied a Steelers record with six field goals made, and I six field goals made, six field goals attempted. I, I take back all the mean things I said about him. All of them, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was an important game. Right. Um, yeah, Cincinnati had control of this thing um, through through halftime, and then... Yeah, they were up They were up 20 to 3 at one point. But what, what do Just we say? Like that. Or what was it, 17 to 3? Uh, 20, to, 20 to 9 at half. Yeah, they were up 17 to, yeah, 17 to 3 and then 20 to 9 at half. Yeah. But you can't go and get shut out in the second half of a football game. Right. And they did by a lot of big kicks. Yeah. By, oh... Yeah, that's a lot of yards. He yeah. made he made two forty nine <laughs> yarders. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, three three forty nine yarders. A forty, a, a thirty, a forty five. Yeah. So yeah, so not easy kicks. They so the Bengals are leading twenty to nine at half. Everything's looking great for them. They come out in the second half, and Pittsburgh just starts chipping away. It's twenty to twelve, twenty to fifteen, twenty to eighteen, and then Roethlisberger throws a touchdown pass to Eli Rogers. And uh, by the way, they missed the two point conversion because, of course, they did. Yeah. Well, uh, you you want to go up by two field goals and not just five points, Come right? On. Yeah. Come on. Sure. Somewhere it makes sense. Um. But uh. Yeah. So Pittsburgh comes out with a twenty four to twenty win that leaves them on top of the AFC North uh, by a game over Baltimore, uh, who beat uh, Philadelphia twenty seven to twenty six yesterday. Ooh 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 ooh. Yeah. Yes, Tom. The Eagles. Went for two yes. at the end of the game to try and win it and missed. Okay, here's the thing, though. They're not making the playoffs, so much like I said the Bears should have gone for the touchdown, that makes sense. Not to me. Uh, I need them to, to beat the Ravens. So I, well, okay, yeah. but it still makes sense. You just might not like it. I don't. Yeah, they don't care about you. Yeah. Well, they should. The Philadelphia Eagles do not care I've about talk, you. I've talked to people in Philadelphia, and they do not care about you. Yeah, like we, we walk around Philly, and we're like, hey— <laughs> Do you, care about, do you care about this guy? And we hold up your picture, and they're like, "Ugh, no, God!" They're really mean in Philly. I don't, they booed Santa Claus and threw batteries at him once, so you shouldn't feel too bad. 
I thought they threw snowballs at Santa Claus and batteries at somebody else. I don't know. I just assumed they throw there, batteries at everyone. There were batteries in snowballs. That oh. actually seems accurate. Uh, and Santa was throwing it at them. <laughs> Your story straight. Uh, Carson Wentz uh, continues his plummet back to earth. Twenty-two of forty-two for. I think he's halfway to China by yeah, now. Yeah, he might. Yeah, I'm gonna. Say, yeah, he yeah. might be subterranean. Uh, 170 yards and an interception. Uh, Ryan Matthews had 20 carries for 128 yards and a touchdown. Um, for the Ravens, Joe Flacco, 206 yards, two touchdowns, did throw an interception, and uh, Terrence West had 77 yards on the ground. Uh, his biggest output in a little while, I believe. Um, Steve Smith had a touchdown reception and passed Marvin Harrison for catches all time? Uh, yeah, I think so. I didn't get to do a lot of research because I was at the game yesterday and didn't get back to Toledo until around midnight. Um, but I do know that he passed uh, he passed Marvin Harrison in a category of some sorts. Um, Good for him. Congratulations <laughs> for passing Marvin Harrison in the category. Yes, you did it. Good work. Um, yes, all-time all receiving yards list. Yards. yards, sorry. Yeah. Um, two teams in the AFC that probably aren't making the playoffs. Uh, Buffalo beat Cleveland thirty-three to thirteen. They'll be there. Um, the loss drops Cleveland to zero and fourteen. Two losses away from the magic number. And I just found out. Uh, now I don't know if it was started by Dan Levitard, but he was talking about it on his show today. That a GoFundMe page raising money for an zero and sixteen parade in Cleveland has reached its goal. That's going to be awesome. I, I'm pretty sure the, the Detroit Lions contributed most of that money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were talking about on the show uh, what what's their money going to get them since they were the ones – it sounds like they were the ones that spearheaded this. And they said that they want a, a float in the shape of a toilet. Oh, man. That's awesome. Um, so they're two, two losses away. I'll go there and help build it if they do that. Yeah. I am just going to go ahead and put it out there that – if they're gonna get a win, it's gonna be Week 17 against the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, so they've got they've got Christmas Eve against San Diego, and then they've got we're letting the New Browns, Year's Day at Pittsburgh. Letting the Browns play Christmas Eve. Well, everybody's playing Christmas Eve against, except uh, two teams. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, I thought it was good. sorry. I was thinking it might be like a marquee game. No, no, um, <laughs> no. Actually, yeah, that is something we should probably mention. So, if it were the Browns and the Chargers uh, in prime time. No. Yeah, no. We'll uh we'll wrap up the AFC scores and playoff picture and then we'll talk about next week's games. Um uh New England dealt Denver's playoff hopes a pretty big blow yesterday, uh beating them sixteen to three. Denver's defense played really well. Yeah. Um their offense just couldn't get it going. Story of the season for them. Yep. Story um, of last season as well. Yeah. Um so the uh the win clinches the AFC East for New England. Uh, they are twelve and two. Actually, I believe it and was uh, clinches them a first round bye as well. Pretty sure week one of the season clinched the uh, AFC East. Yeah, well, uh, they uh, pretty yeah they clinched a first round bye. Um, yeah, winning three games out of four without Brady clinched the uh, <laughs> right. Um, Brady did not have the best of games this week. No, he did not. He never does against Denver. No, yeah. it was. Oh, uh, uh, Sixteen to thirty-two, hundred and eighty-eight yards, and it 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 was cold there too. Yeah, I mean you're um, not going to get a lot of passing yards in weather like that. It gets kind of cold in Denver, Colorado, which is yeah. Yeah, um, 
the loss dropped Denver to eight and six. Uh, they're a game behind the Dolphins for the sixth spot. They are also behind the Ravens and Titans due to tiebreakers. So it's it's going to be a lot for them to make the playoffs right now. Um, they're going to need a lot of help. Um, and uh, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't believe so. No, I think their path to it was uh, was going to be winning the division, and that went out the window a while ago. Yeah. Um, so the last game we have to talk about, um, Oakland beat San Diego 19-16. to um, In a game that, yeah, was kind of shaky Yeah, as it, far as that outcome. I mean, they had to come back. Yeah, they, uh, they, tie, they tied it up with 8.38 left in the fourth and then got the game-winning field goal with about 2.40 left and had to stop San Diego. Yeah. San Diego has no right to win anything. Yeah. It was giving them some trouble. Yeah. Um, Phillip Rivers, 206 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, Derek Carr, 213 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Um, just kind of an ugly game. There were a lot of uh, a lot of stinkers this week, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, not great offense. Uh, pretty solid defense from both teams. It looked like it was a good game. I was watching this in a bar in Chicago um, after the Packers game ended. And uh, we we could see this one, and we could see the Denver game, and uh, that sucks. It uh, it was it was an entertaining the the Raiders game was an entertaining game. I mean, yeah, I was getting a kick out of it. But we actually we left when it was still uh, sixteen to thirteen, San Diego. Um, we left to come back to Toledo. Um, so the win puts uh, Oakland in the driver's seat in the AFC West. Um, they are a game up on kansas city um and they are at home against indianapolis and at denver to close out the season while the chiefs are at home against denver and at san diego so i could see both of them going one and one so it should probably stay where it is yeah Yeah. i can see that too pretty easily i think yeah so um like we said broncos are probably probably done for um Obviously, we do predictions each week, but I was driving and could not get them up. We all did fairly well this week. Um, maybe I'll throw them up anyway later on. Um, next week, without really giving away any picks, I think you guys can tell what we're thinking on some of these games based on what we set our expectations are for the rest of the year. But we've got Thursday Night Football with the Giants and Eagles, um, 8:25 on NBC this Thursday. And then most of the action is on Christmas Eve on Saturday. Uh, the NFL tries to avoid playing on Christmas Day because they know people are going to be spending most of their time with family and not tuning in. So, And with uh, with the ratings being down this year anyway. Right. I, I just checked, and uh, Tom and I only got two wrong. I didn't see what yours was, but I just, uh, I just looked at the picks and not, you know, obviously excluding tonight's game. Um, I Tom, missed two or three. Yeah. Tom and I, uh, yeah, Tom and I missed the same one. Um, I picked Minnesota, or uh, Tom picked Minnesota, and I picked Minnesota. Uh, I picked Kansas City, and Tom picked Arizona. So um, those are I, I picked Arizona. I picked uh, Jacksonville. Ah. and you were almost right. Uh, yeah, I almost, <laughs> I almost got that one. I almost picked and Jacksonville. And I can't, I can't remember who I picked in New Orleans, Arizona. I think I picked New Orleans. But I'm not sure. So we all could have wound up with the same yeah. final result. Um, so next week, some marquee games to pay attention to. In the 1 o'clock hour, you've got Minnesota and Green Bay. Um, like we said, we you know, 
Green Bay needs to win the remaining games. Um, you've got the Buccaneers. Oh, no, sorry, that's at 420. I guess that's the only marquee 1 o'clock game. Um, you got Atlanta at Carolina at 1. Atlanta needs to win to stay ahead of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay plays New Orleans at 425. Uh, they need a win and a Falcons loss to catch up to them. Um, the uh, oh my, they didn't even cha- they didn't change it. The the marquee game, the 825 game on Christmas Eve, is Cincinnati at Houston. Oh god! Like seriously, I'm scrolling through and like there aren't a lot of good games this weekend. But come on, you can't flex Minnesota Green Bay into that. Well, the two, oh. the two. I think probably best games are the ones being played on Christmas. Right. Yeah. So then, thank heavens that most people at eight twenty-five on Christmas Eve have something to do. Right. Yeah. I'm probably I'm probably going to be hanging out with friends. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm going to put my kids to bed. I'll be doing something. It probably won't be watching football. I am going to be sleeping, waiting for Santa to come. Yeah. yeah. Tom's waiting for Santa. Um, yeah. That's, I'm probably playing video games. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably be out with friends after I put my kids to bed and. You know, then I'll be up early in the morning. But uh, being Santa, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom's late for Michael. Not many people know I am Santa. Um, so on Sunday, those are those are two of the three marquee matchups of the week. Um, Baltimore at Pittsburgh, which is probably going to decide the division, um, and then Denver Kansas City at eight thirty on NBC, which could go a long way in deciding the division. Yes. Yeah, it'll have an impact. And then Monday night, you have Detroit and Dallas. So if Green Bay loses to Minnesota, this is a huge game for Detroit. Detroit and Dallas is going to be a very highly rated game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That a lot of people will watch. <laughs> like, that is a chance to be really great. If I wouldn't be at work, I'd be uh, – that. that's the game I'd be watching yeah. this week. Baltimore and uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, that's always such a huge game, especially the, this late. Yeah. But I can't stand watching it. Well, the big the, – yeah. <laughs> I always – Man, it's always it's so exhausting to watch that that match. Yeah, I'm glad I'm going to miss a, part of it being at work. <laughs> Unless it's a complete it's, blowout, like I know Baltimore did, or, or I don't know. Sometimes every now and then, like they'll have a big blowout against each other. But uh, I don't yeah. like watching divisional games, even when they're against the Browns. Yeah, it it's really that whole division tends. to... I get so yeah. anxious. I just you know. Well, week week seventeen is going to suck for you. Yep. When yeah. the Browns get their one and only win of the season. <laughs> yeah. How crippling would that be to the Steelers? Like, I just got to imagine they'd go into the wild card round and just get obliterated by whoever they play because they'd be so embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that would suck. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game, it's only available on NFL Network, so much of the country will not get to watch that. Oh, that's good when you limit, you know, yeah. exposure to huge games. Yeah. It's a really good way to get your ratings up, especially yeah. in a year when they're not so great. Well, you know, which gonna... which actually means I'm going to have to go and 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 hang out with my brother to watch the game. Tom, your Christmas present will be arriving today. All right, it's not tickets to the Browns game, is it? <laughs> it's NFL Network, so that you guys don't have to hang out. That's what he bought you. <laughs> yep, oh, um, it's the best gift a brother could give. <laughs> couple couple of years ago, uh, my loving hating brother. A couple of years ago, David and I sent our brothers, uh, who are both Steelers fans, to Cleveland for Christmas, where they promptly froze and died. <laughs> but they got to see the Steelers. In a, I think it was 13-9 victory <laughs> that had no importance 
whatsoever. The Steelers had already clinched the playoffs. The Browns had no chance at the playoffs. I don't think the Steelers could improve their standing either. Like, no, they were like, they were the third seed, and that was it. And that was the last that was the last year Michael or I ever got a gift from them. In in that game, uh, Rashard Mendenhall. I believe broke his leg, ending our playoff chances. Yeah, was that the year you guys got beat by Denver? Merry Christmas. I think it might have been. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, ruined everything for them. Yep. Uh, so a lot of a lot of good action on uh, you know Christmas and the day after Christmas Eve, not so much. So we won't have a thorough recap on next. Actually, are we even going to do a show next Monday? Being well, we'll play it by ear. Yeah. What's Monday again? The day after the Christmas. The day after Christmas. Um, and am I working? I don't even know. I'm not. I have no idea. I took those. I took that day and the day after off because my son's having surgery. I. Uh, that doesn't sound fun. No, not really. Just I, an outpatient thing. I feel like I'm not working that day. Probably so. not. I don't feel like working that day. We could <laughs> we could go up to Detroit for the Quick Lane Bowl. I'm pretty sure that I get next Monday off. As oh, for my the holiday. As my holiday. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, we could go. We could go up for the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. See Boston College in Maryland, if something this, like if that. If this were hockey, I'd jump right at that. Right, <laughs> but it's not. Um, oh, Tom did it backwards. I was going to say speaking of hockey, but Tom says it's NBA time. Speaking of speaking of a sport that has as many regular season games as hockey, bingo, nailed it. There you go. Good work. That's why I'm here. Um, the uh, San Antonio Spurs retired Tim Duncan's number last night Tim no one, it's about time no yeah <laughs> should yeah. done this years ago 30 30 games into the season his first season being retired um the uh the ceremony was very emotional and some people may have cried yeah where'd you where'd you read that where'd you watch that like uh it just looked like it looked like everybody on the screen was crying. There was it looked just like the TV was crying. Everything was everything in my room was crying. It was just hazy and wet. It was from my perspective so emotional for every everyone and everything involved. It just yeah. uh, it, was, it was a really nice ceremony. Uh, the video is up on NBA dot com. Uh, if everyone wants to go check that out, is it elsewhere as well? Because NBA dot com is not a very good website. No, it's really not. Um, I'm sure Yahoo or uh, CBS or somebody like that has it too. Um, but no, it's a very nice ceremony, and the Spurs went out and beat the Pelicans uh, <laughs> one thirteen to one thirteen to one hundred. That's an actual team to name. cap off to cap off a very wonderful night. It gets us every time. That the Pelicans is an actual team name. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't know who they were playing before you said that. Soon because that, <laughs> yeah, because you're never ready for the Pelicans, for this bird yep. known for having a giant face oh. and swallowing lots of fish like a bucket. Other uh, other I'm NBA f- <laughs> other NBA news. Uh, Russell Westbrook's at it again. Uh, recorded another triple double on. Saturday night, he took um, a game off from doing that just to screw. I think it. I yeah. think it was two games, but people got tired of it. And, like he just, you know, you can't keep up a pace like that forever. You gotta take a rest. Says you, yeah. Take a nap. Um, he, uh, it, it was his fiftieth career triple double uh, as the Thunder beat the Suns. He had a career high twenty two assists. It was his thirteenth triple double of the season, and he is averaging a triple double still on the season. Right. Yeah, it's uh, man, just some of the most impressive basketball I've ever seen. Um, just a, a quick stroll through the standings. Um, 
We still got the Cavaliers on top in the East at nineteen and six. Um, you reckon it'll it'll stay that the way? The Celtics have moved up into third at fifteen and twelve, while the Bulls have dropped all the way down to eighth at thirteen and three. Um, out West, it's still the Warriors on top, thirteen and thirteen. Thirteen and thirteen. Sorry, I can read. I promise. Um, the uh, the Warriors are still on top, twenty four and four. The Spurs twenty two and five, game and a half back. And the Rockets, who have been surging lately, twenty one and seven in third place. Uh, the Thunder are climbing the standings thanks to Westbrook's play. They're sixteen and eleven. It does look like the balance of power is out west. Oh yeah, you know, it, it as it as it usually is. Yeah, but you know you got the four teams that have fewer than ten losses, and they all look really good at different points. And yeah. I expect the the West playoffs are going to be a lot more fun than the East. Yeah, I, I mean, everyone expects Cleveland to be back, and like the East is really just like who's going to get beat by the West this year. Yeah, I mean, unless it's Cleveland, and then you know, Cleveland has a a clear chance to win. They do. I just uh, I don't know. Watching Golden State play, the more the more gelling they do as an offense, the more I fear them. Um, because you didn't fear them enough last right, year. Right. Yes. Because because we didn't fear them enough without Kevin Durant. They had to go out and pick him up. Um, Seems to be working out for him. Yeah, I think it will continue to work out for them as well. Um, I mean, because you look at their their biggest obstacle, or their two biggest obstacles are going to be Houston and San Antonio. San Antonio, they've got two defensive specialists in Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. They they don't have three, though. But they don't have a third (laughs) one to cover either Curry or Thompson. You know, Kawhi Leonard can shut down Kevin Durant. Danny Green can shut down one of the other two, but who's going to guard the third? You know, Ginobili's a pest, but he's not a premier defender anymore. Um, I think you need a guy who just goes out there and uh, just knocks him around. Eats up fouls? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fill your bench with guys like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that is really the way to get to Golden State, to start playing them, uh, playing them in a physical game. And, get your uh, elbows up, man. I mean, the Spurs brought in a few bigs this year to try to do that with the uh, – Pogasaw, David Lee, uh, oh goodness, I'm blanking on the other guy's name, uh, Deadman as well. Um, so they brought in the bodies to be able to do that kind of thing, but we'll see when the playoffs get here. And Houston's big problem is that no one plays defense for them. Yeah, yeah, I mean. James Harden is probably the biggest defensive liability in the league. Yeah. Despite his offensive output, he just can't put it all together, um, which is a reason that they uh, can't hang each year. Well, that and in the past they had Dwight Howard. Right, I, they might come around this year. They might cause some havoc. Yeah, I mean, they... I could see them having a bit of a playoff run, but again, the West is too good. Yeah, uh, so we are just a couple of months away from the basketball games that we're going to. Uh, David and I are going to Chicago to see the Nuggets and Bulls. Yep. And the three of us are going to Detroit to see the Mavericks play the Pistons. Unfortunately, we could not see Dirk Nowitzki. This injury is lingering and he hasn't been able to get back into the lineup we still got like two months until that game so hopefully something changes between now and then but i'm gonna be super ticked off if we go up to watch the nowitzki uh mavs take on the pistons yeah because nobody wants to see a bad basketball game yeah um, and that's what we're gonna get well we're gonna get the pistons mopping the floor with the mavs which i mean wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst thing in the world it's nice to see local teams do well um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully something changes and Nowitzki gets back. But so I think that'll do it for the world of the NBA. So we're gonna swing over to the uh, NWHL. 
Indeed, we shall. Uh, we got uh, this past weekend. We just had. Uh, yeah, we had two games yesterday. Or uh, sorry, not yesterday. What well, was it yesterday? Sa- Saturday, right? We had uh, a yeah. we had a game Saturday, yeah, and game then. Saturday. Oh no, no, we didn't. We had just the one game Sunday. I'm sorry. Yeah. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll figure it out. This, uh, we're you know it's still a preseason for us too. Yeah, we'll do it. Next. We'll just cover yes last week's games next week. How's yeah. that? Sound? Um, the New York Riveters played the Connecticut Whale. What's funny is I watched this game. I couldn't remember when the heck it happened. Uh, the Riveters <laughs> won two to nothing. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, goals from Courtney Burke and Madison Packer. Yeah, they're holding on to that uh, lead for a while. Uh, Connecticut had a five-minute power play that Riveters killed off. That was fun to watch. Tell you the the Riveters have been playing very well of late. Yeah, they started the season what like oh four or five or something. Yeah, they they didn't start off great. They got their wins, and now they. Uh, Castle's only played one game for them because <clears throat> of her injury. Um, we're not sure that we're even going to be able to see Castle when we go. Yeah. Uh, in January or or Hillary Knight because they've both been hurt. We yeah, had, but, we uh, had discussed um, we discussed last week, David, about uh, the fact that New York could win the whole thing with just like three wins because of yeah. the fact that all of them make the playoffs. One well, thing about Kessel, though, is she got named as the all-star captain having played only one game, which right. is kind of yeah. interesting. Um, but, uh, if, you know, I mean, if they get back and healthy, if Kessel and Knight get back and healthy, I mean, who's to say New York can't at least yeah. upset somebody in the first round? Right. In her one game, she had two primary assists. Yeah. So The, uh, the Riveters' win moves them into a tie for second with Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, they both have eight points. The Whale have it in four wins, and the uh, Riveters have it in three wins and an overtime loss, or two overtime. One? That's weird. It says they have eight points, but they've only got three wins and an overtime loss. So they do not have eight points. Unless they, unless the standings here are wrong and they've lost in overtime, because I know they did lose in a shootout. Hmm. Interesting. We'll get back to you on what the heck that means. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and figure that out. We'll put up on the Facebook later on today or something if we find out the answer. This is their actual website, right? It's yeah. it's not their website. It's a uh, it's an app that covers a whole bunch of like lower level type sports leagues and stuff, gotcha. and and they're on it. And oh. I I use that to get like the stories and stuff. Um, sp- speaking of lower level sports, uh, David, while you were gone, we talked about the fact that the Seattle Sounders won the MLS Cup zero to zero. Man, that God. So, yep, there was such a long pause. As I was trying to think of something to say, and thankfully the show doesn't get that pause as our, our software cuts it out. Sometimes that's but disappointing, though. Like we Sometimes we want the pauses for dramatic effect. It is sometimes disappointing. I guess we could have used it there. We're, yeah. We'll have, a, again, when we get a camera. Like I, I think the, 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 the best one... You see David staring, thinking about soccer. The best one was like our third show, and we were talking about the Browns, and like I, ha- I had some remark about them, and there was like a nine-second silence. <laughs> that we really, really needed for the joke to land. There was, there was it was, so, yeah, it was several episodes ago, where we're all thinking, sitting there thinking of something nice to say. It was like when Lisa's trying to talk about Jebediah Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> just sit. Yeah, yeah. We'll just throw in some Jeopardy music while someone sits there and thinks, ponders, or crickets. Oh, get a cricket. Cricket, yeah. Can we get a cricket yeah. sound? Just get a crickets button. We'll like cue you. Yeah. Because we could have used crickets then. We could have used crickets a minute ago as I was thinking about soccer. There are so many times we could use crickets. Crickets I, I, are the <laughs> most useful insect. Did you know? 
Am I the only one in this room who's been to an MLS game? Or yes. yeah, actually, we were talking about we were talking about that last show. Uh, the highest level of of soccer I've ever been to is a college game. Oh wow! So I, I yeah, I saw the crew, the Columbus crew, host the uh, Orlando City Soccer Club because only like one percent of soccer teams have actual names, other other than just like. Yeah. Soccer club, or soccer team, or football club. Apparently, soccer purists get irritated when they do have actual names. Well, I would hate to have soccer purists irritated at me. Um, that does seem like it would be terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I, I went to a I went to a game where uh, you know ended in the tie. Yeah, but the but the championship Woo. ended up in a zero zero win. Explain how that works. The, after, Black magic. After extra time, they went to penalty kicks, and the Sounders won five kicks to four. But the final score was oh. still zero to zero. So they don't do what hockey does with overtime shootouts. And the, no. And add a, so like yeah, in a hockey shootout, let's say you know you do your best, your best to three, and two guys score for one team. It, let's say it's zero zero after yeah. regulation after overtime. It's zero zero. Two guys score in the shootout for one team. One guy scores in the other. The end result is one to nothing. Yeah, they take the shootout win as one goal. But the goalie that gave up that one that one goal to lose in the shootout actually still gets credit for a shutout. I th- so I is there another stat category? Eric's head's gonna fall straight off from shaking this entire segment. He's been shaking it. Is there an, is there a stat category for goalies? for goals they give up in that part of the game. I don't think that they I don't think they keep track of it. I'm I'm sure I, someone does. I, well, yeah, I, somebody I, does. I follow I don't a, think it's a couple of, thing. of of soccer fans on the Twitter. I will ask them. Yeah. I'll well, I'll get in touch. I'll ask them what the deal is. All of you who know what soccer is, please tell us. Please, for the love of God, tell us how this works. My my brother-in-law is actually pretty big into soccer. Uh, he lives up in New York. Um and when I put when I posted the the recap of the of the MLS Cup, I I tagged him. I said, "Did I use the right soccer lingo? <laughs> does that does that seem like an ac- accurate representation of like, what happened? Like, is win really a word that they yeah. use when it's zero zero? <laughs> they probably just call it a decision. Yeah, he uh, he responded. He goes, "Yeah, you used it. Except I I used the word overtime, and Alan told me I should have used extra time. Extra yes, time. it's extra time. Th- yeah. That I could have told you. Yeah, which and I and I kind of knew that, but like I was trying to put it in terms that like. Like the game, the game I went to was great because it was with you know three friends who uh, also know nothing about soccer. So the you know the four of us are sitting there just trying to figure out the sport. That was fun because none of us really cared. Yeah. <laughs> so I I do know enough about it. Uh, my kid my kids play, um, but unfortunately uh, they play in leagues that don't keep score. So if it ends. <laughs> Eric's head just blew up. Well, they don't keep scoring MLS when you got teams winning with zero goals. <laughs> um, so they they don't keep scoring my kids' leagues. So if it's tied at the end of regulation, they don't do extra time. It's just a five-five tie. Everybody's a winner. But they don't keep score, so it's not a five-five tie. It's they a- don't keep score, but you know us parents do. <laughs> God, are soccer parents worse than hockey parents? No, no. no. Soccer fans are worse. Yes. I mean, they get pretty brutal over there. In Across Europe. the pond. Across the pond where they call it something else. It's foot yeah. sport, I think it is. Footsie kickball. Yeah. <laughs> Kicksie sport. Uh, it is It is my goal to get to a MLS game next year. Hexagons and pentagons ball. It is my uh, zero zero extra time penalty <laughs> kick 
winning not goal to get there. Um, I'll go to another game. Like I, I said, mean, it's a, a especially in, in Columbus. It's a real, it is a really nice stadium. It, it was like, the I, I really do like their stadium. It was the first um, uh, yeah we purpose talked, built soccer stadium. Yeah, we, we've mentioned it on the show before. Yeah. Professional soccer stadium. Well, uh, in, in well, the, and the reason we've mentioned it is because it is the only experience any of us has. I I actually uh, probably have mentioned this, but I I was there before for a, a drum corps right mm-hmm. uh, show. So in the world of drum corps, perfect segue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's the off season because it's cold out. Yes. <laughs> Let's hear you try to play a mellophone in this crap. Okay, let's go right now. Or a mellophone's only concert instrument. No, mellophone. A mellophone is the uh, march. marching oh, French, French horn. horn. Yeah. Ah, right, right, right. Yeah, we had uh, actually we had a healthy amount of those when we were in marching band. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of people who switched from saxophone to French horn. Yeah, and then. During marching, they didn't switch back to the saxophone. They just went to the mellophone. Yeah. The mellophones sit at the back, and I was a percussionist, so we sit behind them. And, yeah, we did have a number of mellophones. The mel- the mellophones, they, they used to sit right next to us tromboners. Yeah. They hated us because we had control of the windows. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we also had the heaters at the back of the room, so we'd get overheated. Uh, plus, you know, we're moving our arms a lot because we're percussionists. And so we'd always open the windows. <laughs> So we'd, everyone else would freeze, but we're feeling all right because we got the heaters, yep. too. Did you find something funny about the word tromboner? <laughs> that was a great segment. It was. Yeah. We did it. Good job, guys. Happy about right. that one. So. What else have we got? Yeah, what's next, Tom? Up next is the NHL. National oh. Hobo League? Yes. Yes. Boxcar Bob uh, beat. No. no you don't have no. anything, do you? Well, you just looked at me like, you're really doing this? So I stopped. <laughs> That's good. You're learning. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say uh, Lakeside Lucky. Anyway, over in the world of the National Hockey League, National Hobo League would be more exciting. It's pretty much the same story that it's been all season. Hockey's great. You should watch hockey because it's great. That's yeah, the story. That's been the story. Um, Columbus is sitting there proving that they belong. So irritating. Yeah, they've won nine straight, and, and they. They won that ninth one on Tort- on Coach John Tortorella's 500th win. Yeah, and he irritates me too. <laughs> I I'm finding it harder and harder to hate them, even though they're in my division. And but I can't hate them because we're second from bottom in the division, <laughs> right? So I don't hate the Jackets. Just Tortorella irritates me because he's a disagreeable gentleman. He is. He is quite disagreeable, <laughs> indeed. He is a, a difficult man. The. Uh, the Flyers, though, had their winning streak snapped. They did. Yeah, uh, Dallas. By my Ten Dallas straight stars. games yeah. all down the toilet. They Dallas almost snapped it at seven. Dallas had a late lead, uh, but then they let some penalties get away from them, and Philly was able to uh, retake the lead and continue their streak. But uh, Dallas was able to finish it this time. They were up two to one late, got an empty netter to close it out. Uh, that victory actually put Dallas within two points of the eight slot, uh, the eight slot in the West. Oh boy! So Dallas is coming, and Look, well, they, like we said, like we said a couple of shows ago, if Dallas makes it, whoever yeah. the number one seed is needs to be a little bit concerned. Oh, that that'll be Chicago. Uh, yes, at this rate, that will be Chicago. Yeah, they've won five straight. Chicago uh, beat San Jose yesterday for their fifth in a row. They have forty-eight points. Uh, the next most in the West is the Wild with forty. Um, although. The Wild have four games in hand on oh, Chicago. Yeah, that's it, huge. So 
I mean, that's it's tough to tell until everything right there. evens out, and it really doesn't until like a week left in the season. Well, you that's can what start we talked tell. about a couple of weeks ago. I hate this. I absolutely hate it. Well, and it's it also has to do with the the mandatory five day break that each team is going to get uh, coming up in the in the new year. How about we just take a five game break uh, or a five day break around the All Star game? Because. I just solved hockey for you. Because. NHL. Also, change the Golden Knights name. There, I solved hockey for you, NHL. Also, don't go to the Olympics. Also, (laughs) (laughs) contract like five teams. I got a list for you. Yeah, we've been working on it. I don't think you can survive as a less than 30-team professional league. Eh. 30 does seem like a number that you have to have for anyone to take you seriously. They could, I don't know. I think they could pull it off going back down to 28. Yeah. Because, I mean, what are they really missing by not having the Florida Panthers, um, Carolina Hurricanes, and Dallas Stars? Yeah. And, yes, I know I just listed my own team, but I do recognize that they're kind of pointless. I do think that, you know, the more teams you have, the closer you can get to having the, the league-wide parity that all these leagues love to flout about. Yeah. And mathematically, it's I mean, bound it, to happen. It does dilute the the talent pool a bit, um, but there's always going to be the teams that are the big spenders and the teams that can't spend as much. And Chicago spends a ton every year, and that more than anything is going to keep parity from becoming a reality. The Chicago loses a lot of players after every season because because of that. They're trying to keep under those caps for the big guys, like yeah, and then they Kane and Taze and. Keith and Seabrook and all them, and yeah. then they go and sign these these uh, these young kids, and they end up outperforming the contracts they've signed. Yeah, and you got Panarin, who's probably doing who's doing well. Who you know, he might win a cup with them, and then he could be gone the next year because they got to pay these other guys. I feel that's like Chicago's he might, that's Chicago's style of you know of being a, a dynasty. He may be one of the guys who they give a big contract to. Yeah, he's good, kid. Oh, good player. So we mentioned in the West about... He's about 12 or 13 years old. Yeah. (laughs) We mentioned in the West about the Wild having so many games in hand um, that, you know, if they win all those games in hand, they'd be tied with the Blackhawks. Um, So in the East, the Blue Jackets are in the same situation. They have five games in hand against the Rangers, and they're only three points back. Yeah, that's terrifying. Um, That should should terrify you as a Rangers fan. I mean, Rangers are still... I mean, they're playing good still. They had to go to a shootout yesterday. I watched that one. I yeah. didn't. I, I I didn't watch the whole game, <clears throat> but I watched the overtime and the uh, shootout. Uh, was, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm. The, uh, I I I would have watched it, but I knew we were going to lose. Yeah. And I don't like to watch my team lose, so I haven't watched <laughs> for a couple of months. Right. Um. The other local team, uh, the Red Wings. They had a big game the other day. They did. Uh, it ended a four-game losing streak. Um, took ten goals to decide that. Yeah, one. <laughs> they 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 beat Anaheim six to four. Um, uh, Tom and I saw a little bit of this game at the bar, um, and it one hell of a game. Um, it was one of it was one of two games that was decided by that score that night because the Blues and Blackhawks also yeah yeah played. Uh, that was a wild game. Chicago won six to four. Both of them just some of the. Some of the most awesome offense I've seen in a long time in hockey. Mm-hmm. Well, and, uh, scoring is up. It is. and um, But just the wh- way they were playing, like Detroit was just skating effortlessly. Yeah, when, when you see, when you see the, the scores of, of, you know, 6-4, to 8-3, 10-1. I was talking about Detroit with someone yesterday. I was, talking, I was talking about the Wings and how 
you know, um, you know, th- they were asking me what the what the problems were with the wings, and I was like, well, uh, you got all these young guys, and and these young players can skate, but you know, it's all the other, it's the positioning and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's, they you, they, you, it's hard to get them in the right place all the time, but uh, every now and then, these young kids who can skate are going to have a good combination of you know that and being in the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. and you have these big games where you score a ton of goals. Um, but again, they, yeah, gave, well, up, they um, gave up a ton of goals. Tater had uh, a hat trick in that six-four win, yeah. and you know he's a, he's a young kid, and they're still trying to put it all together. And he had a game where he had everything going, and that'll happen when it starts happening regularly with most of your players. Then you're going to be a team to be feared. And but I just I don't think that's the Red Wings right now. They no, are. they're not there right now. Well, as of right now, they're nine points out of the wild card. Yeah, yeah well, pretty. Yeah, they're down there. They're down there right right with Buffalo. Given given the division. way that the Metro Division has been playing, um, they hold the two wild card spots. And yeah, you got almost everybody in the forties as far as points in the Atlantic, and you've only got one. Yeah, got Montreal at forty four, Car- Ottawa at thirty nine. Carolina is the top team outside the uh the playoff bubble with 33 points so they're eight back of a wild card spot right. yeah yeah I, th- I think the play i think the playoffs in the east are set like obviously there's going to be like seating changes and everything but like i think the teams i think we know who they're going to be yeah f- for the most part well, i think yeah, so i mean we'll see there could be some prize some surprises in the second half of the season you I, know i don't have the utmost faith in ottawa because they're they're going to find a way to slip at they, some point. They they kind of found a way recently to slip, but then they got lucky and played New Jersey and New York Islanders in consecutive games. They've they've been <laughs> and got right back on that winning. They've been steady though. They haven't had huge ups or huge downs. They've well, been a fairly consistent team. If if they can keep it up, they had a they they did have a three game slide there that irritated me. It was too. It, it was a road trip, but you still need to do well on the road. They had two straight losses and then the overtime loss. And, well, and but, that was their Western trip, though. Yeah, it was and a Western trip. All of those teams are always hard to play, yeah. especially when you go to their house. Yeah, we kicked it off in San Jose where we won. Then San Jose got them back in Ottawa, and uh, I think that was the overtime loss. But uh, and they got lucky and faced the Devils, and then they got lucky and faced the Islanders, which is when you need to bounce back. That's how you want to kick it off. Yeah, yeah. You know, teams that can't score goals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're just not good right now. Uh, the Islanders and the Devils—they're just strug- they're struggling teams right now. Um, and for Ottawa, who played really well to start off and get their sel- get themselves into where they're at, at the standings, you know, it's a it's a good thing for them to have those games at this time of the schedule. December is a really important time in hockey. Yeah, yeah it's it's you know, they say. 80% of the teams that are in a playoff position as of Thanksgiving will make the playoffs. Yeah. And like I'm really hopeful for Ottawa, obviously, but I I just know what they're capable of as far as slipping. Yeah. So, um so notable games coming up this week. Um I know people are busy prepping for uh prepping for the holidays and everything, but if you get a chance, check out these games. Uh nothing notable tonight really. Um but tomorrow We've got St. Louis visiting Dallas. As I said, Dallas trying to creep up into that eighth seed. Um, the Rangers playing the Penguins. Uh, That's going to be fun. That is That should be like the marquee game. What day is that? Uh, that is tomorrow, Tuesday. Oh, boy. That's um, the one where you should be cheering for the giant meteor. And uh, 
David's Senators will be taking on the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, Hawks have been in some. In, while the Hawks are twenty-two, eight and four, they have they have had some interesting games of late. So that, it's yeah. gonna be fun. Yep. Like it's gonna. That's probably the truest test for Ottawa. Yeah. Because uh, it, it what that's and it's, it's in Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah. So, so that's gonna be fun. And um, they are doing it without Matt Hoffman or Mike Matt, Matt Hoffman. Yeah. 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 It's Mike. Mike. Okay. Matt Hoffman's the bike. Writer guy, right? We have no idea. Why would you ask us? It's a Matt, the old BMX writer. With For, as much why as why would you ask us? With as much as we know about soccer, is this like <laughs> a Tony Hawk guy? Yeah, it's the, the BMX, the the bikes where they do the tricks on them. So he's like a Tony Hawk guy. What yeah. does BMX stand for? Bike, bike man X. <laughs> <laughs> But BMX stands for stands, <laughs> the X stands for extreme. But it's just Bike Man X. I looked it up. Wikipedia says it's Bike Man X. All right. So Bike Man X, the the old Bike Man X rider. Bicycle motocross. I mean, that's what the X is for cross. Oh. But there's no moto on it. Moto means an engine. Wait, I, I would thought, imagine. Wait, I thought well, X, I thought X was for Christ. I, I no, I've heard that a lot of. In, in in cycling lately, I've heard there are a lot of motors because it's. Well, that's it, a different kind of cycling. It's X and that's, and that's cheating. I thought, how is it for cross and for Christ? X has kind of always been like a placeholder letter. I mean, well, it's time to make a decision. In the world of adult entertainment, I don't think the X's mean you know Christ. <laughs> that's true. It's just kind of there as a letter to mean like whatever you want it to mean. Yeah. So back to hockey. Yeah, when they say solve for X. It's just a standard variable. Right. So <laughs> Very on, easy go-to. On Wednesday, uh, we've got the Capitals and Flyers, and that'll be on NBC Sports Network for those of you who get that. That's the Wednesday night rivalry. Yes. Uh, Thursday brings us the Penguins and Blue Jackets. Oh, man. Where is that? Uh, that will be in Columbus. All right, I'm calling off. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to that one. And for those of you who enjoy watching bad hockey, uh, the Maple Leafs play the Avs that night. Oh, Yes. Um, you know, I'm off on Friday. I could go and see Montreal and Columbus if I wanted to pay ten million dollars. Yeah, and then yeah, and then uh, yeah, Friday. Just hope they don't play Al Montoya. Yeah. yeah. Um, Friday, not not a whole lot going on. Uh, Lightning and Caps, Kings and Stars, and uh, yeah, the Canadians and Blue Jackets. If Edmonton you... plays San Jose that night. They do. I suppose that is a. Desirable matchup. I'm looking for this game. I thought I had the Canadians at Jackets game on my list. I'm going to look up tickets for this thing. You know how when you look up restaurants and it shows you like so many dollar signs for how expensive it <laughs> yeah. is? This one's yeah. going to be six dollar signs and they cap it at five. <laughs> Let's see here. What? That's nothing. What? Really? For that? Mm. All right. How much? 39. Really? And that's and that's a deal score. That's a deal score of 74. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're talking about two of the best teams, so. I might, oh, man. There you go. Oh, man, there are $52 tickets with a deal score of 92. Oh. Right. Well, I see what's on Tom's phone right now. <laughs> we see what's on David's horizons. <laughs> I see what's on Tom's phone right now, and I think Tom's ready to uh, move on to our last segment. Well, I mean, we went through all the games for the hockey for the upcoming week. We did. Uh, we, we, could, we could still just cover me looking at these tickets we could people people love to hear david shopping for games we could yeah god if columbus wasn't so far away you know you're yeah. so far it's just oh okay. all the way down look, halfway compared, through the look, state it's still five hours of driving like yeah man like if that man 
Like thirty nine dollars, it's a cheap ticket that to was, this matchup. But that was the worst part of me but, going to Chicago yesterday was the fact that I had to drive seven hours. Yeah. Round trip for that game. Yeah. Like the cost of the ticket was next to nothing. The that's, it wasn't that bad. So that's why I don't really like to do anything other than go to Detroit on a whim. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's you know that's an hour drive. Right. Yeah. It's not a hard decision to make. I'll tell you what, though, it was totally worth it yesterday for as cold as it was, and it was worth it. With as good as the Flyers are, um, uh, we won't be able to because we'll be traveling. But, uh, well, it'll, it'll be a week. It'll be a weekend where we have already traveled, Tom. Right. But the Flyers will be in Columbus on January 8th, uh, which oh. is a Sunday. So if, if any of you want to go, if any you listeners want to go to that, it's only $19 right now. We're is dri- it, is driving back, ticket. just take a slight detour to the left and we're there i mean you you got the flyers who have been uh good of late you got the jackets who are good right now well 19 dollars is nothing i owe my oldest son another game then uh coming up so there's also a game on a saturday in march flyers at blue jackets that might be important too because that's late in the season right um you might you know you guys might want to go to that one that one's only sitting at 28 dollars right now oh wow it's not too bad. Both yeah. of those teams are, are now, still in the playoff position, though. I expect that to be going up. Yeah. That's now, what I'm saying. You we, might uh, want to buy those now. When we, <laughs> when, we first, uh, when we first started going to hockey games together, like all three of us, um, we would go down to Columbus for games, and we paid, I believe, one time $8 for Devil's Jackets tickets. Yeah, I paid like and 8 the, or 13 for tickets. And it's yeah. not the, the Devils were good then. It's just that the Jackets weren't. Right. Right, that's the thing. And I mean, so, you year, know, years ago when I saw when I first saw Ottawa, it was in Columbus and it was the third row. Um, you know, I was on every single highlight <laughs> because of where I was sitting and I think I paid like $75 like uh per ticket. Those tickets now are like 150. Yeah. Which is still not bad for third row. It's not, but, but it's, still it's double. There yeah. there are arenas around the around the league where you can get those lower bowl you know, close up tickets for pretty cheap just because of how bad the team is. Florida Panthers, uh, Carolina, yeah. and you can probably get cheap tickets at Barclays. Oh yeah, and a lot, a lot, a lot of teams are are now doing the the student rush tickets. They'll they'll pick a game. Columbus does that. Um, and if you have uh, any type of student ID, you yeah. get in for like thirty bucks anywhere in the arena. Yeah. And uh, I know Columbus does it. I know Detroit has done it before. And the Devils do it. And so if you're near an NHL arena and you've got a student ID and, and you see one of these games coming up, get out there and check it out. Yeah. Even if you think you don't like hockey, you'll be, you'll it's be a lot to... better to see it live and get into it. And at, at the price point of, of 30 bucks, 40 bucks, it's... Yeah. Going to see the Jackets right now is a smart idea because they are really good. You know, this is one of those rare... This is literally one of two seasons in their history where you know you know they're gonna make the playoffs probably went and and uh you get to see that you saw them when they were a good team then ticket ticket prices haven't really shot up that much because of their you know previous reputation well they're still they're not like a star power team they're right it's not like oh the blue jackets are coming to town but no, maybe a couple of years down the line, if they keep this up, it'll get that way. Yeah. But it's a good opportunity if you want to see a really great team to see the Jackets. That's why I'm really looking. I'm really considering these two games here. They, I mean, they are still a sort of a smaller market. Yeah. Oh yeah, they always will be. Even if they're good, they're gonna be. It's Columbus. You're yeah. never gonna be a good market for anything. <laughs> um. So actually, I mentioned going to our uh, final segment. We're actually gonna 
put one more thing in before we go to that. Um, going into the weekend, uh, legendary NBA announcer Craig Sager passed away. Um, he was battling cancer. Uh, Sager was famous for his work ethic, his uh, loud suits, and his extreme optimism in the face of a terrible, terrible disease. Um, a lot of players and coaches and owners around the league offered some really nice thoughts and words on, on Sager and his career and everything. And uh, basketball just isn't going to be the same without him. Uh, it, it It is nice that he's finally at peace and not suffering anymore from that disease uh, as it caused him a great deal of pain and took him away from his work. Uh, but he will he will definitely be missed throughout the NBA and and sports sports in general. So sad sad news out of the NBA that we uh, needed to deliver. Yeah. Um, so uh, at after that bummer of a note, uh, do some quick hits from the world of sports. Um, the Jaguars have named Doug Marone their interim coach uh, for the rest of the season, following the Gus Bradley firing. Um, that's got to be a tough job to even say yes to. I just like, I would just say, you know, let's go without a head coach. We yeah. can't do any worse, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why not? Yeah, just let, just let Blake Bortles do it. Yeah, um, he's proven himself. Who knows? Maybe he's good at that. Blake Bortles has proven himself as someone who can lead a team. Yeah. Oh. uh... NBC Sports Talk, the pro basketball talk portion of their site, has the full Tim Duncan number retirement. Ah. There so you, go. you can all check that out there. Um, Jimmy Rollins uh, has signed a minor league deal with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, he played for the White Sox, uh, had 166 plate appearances, and uh, hit 221 and was released in June last year. So not a lot of optimism for him making the Giants roster. Um but uh, if he does make their minor league roster, you know, take a look, see if they uh, travel to your city, and uh, we can yeah, maybe we'll see him here in Toledo. I don't know. I don't know who their minor league affiliate is, but uh, who the Giants? I don't know. Yeah, I, I they might be in the Pacific League. That's uh, possible. Um, and uh, looks like uh, ooh, this is one thing. Uh, Skip Bayless. You guys know Skip Bayless. Base Skipless. Pass. Uh, oh no, you're gonna you're gonna want this. He did a Facebook live stream the uh, other day. Did you have to see his face? Because if you did, I don't want this. No, 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 no. no. Okay. This 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 makes it this makes it worth it. Okay. You better. He um <laughs> he forgot to switch accounts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he apparently has a ghost account that he uses to say things like skip you are the man love oh. the new show on fs1 oh that came no. from his own account to himself while he's doing this he forgot to switch accounts what a dope so it's isn't here. his it's it's his job to be good at uh, communications and things right oh my god <laughs> yeah. like that's literally his job yeah. that's embarrassing yep he he has a ghost account to say good things about himself and he failed to switch accounts. That's a social media blunder up there with, like, let's say, like, you're Facebook stalking someone. Instead of searching for them, you just type their name as your status. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's Man. embarrassing. Yeah. So, and, and now, you know. It, it's, it, it's like, why are you randomly saying my name? It, it, oh, it is entirely man. possible that he has someone who does who runs the ghost account for him that forgot to log out. But still, it's a gigantic blunder. Um, and just... Uh, well, one of my 
That was like one of my favorite things from this weekend. We should do a, a year-end top ten and put that at number one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, man. Sorry, that was a cough laugh, so, it's, <laughs> you know, I apologize too much for that in the mic. Right. It was so funny that it made me cough my brains out. Yeah. Um, so uh, our last segment, we're going to choose from the three possible endings to the show that we typically have. Um, like I said, we had kind of short notice on doing this today because uh, I was out of town and I usually do the rundown for the show. Uh, I didn't get back until late. Um, we are going to do the Basement of Fame with one slight change. Instead of all three of us uh, selecting someone, we have just one choice that Tom has brought up that I think kind of deserves his own special uh, segment of the show. Uh, Tom, you want to go ahead and tell people who we are uh, inducting into the Basement of Fame? Uh, you got to make this good, man. Today's Basement of Fame inductee. The lone The lone inductee for December 19th, on whom we 2016. All, on whom we all agree. Is Sydney Cr- swimming legend <laughs> Michael Phelps. Yes. If if anyone deserves a show to himself. <laughs> yes. I mean, the just the numbers are out of this world 23 golds in the olympics i mean it's michael like we almost don't even have to talk about it but we're gonna like everyone knows 23 golds in the olympics 26 golds in the world championships lc that's just not not sure what that lc means uh 16 golds in the pan pacific championships just you're you go through this list on on wikipedia and it's just gold 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 record 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 uh, it means long course. It's 50 meters. Oh, okay. Yeah, and SC is short course, 25 meters. Yeah, so he he holds 39 world records. 29 of those are individual, 10 are in, in relays. And now we're going to read all of the gold medals he ever won. <laughs> yeah. 2004, Athens, 100 <laughs> Really trying to pad out that, uh, that run time tonight. Yeah. People just want to hear more laugh coughing. Let's see, he's got... Uh, <laughs> we're good. People are blowing up our Facebook. More laugh coughing, please, because as everyone knows, this is a live show. <laughs> Comment section is just lighting up. I mean, the, the our guy, first ever caller, Eric's answering phones. It's like, guys, what do I do? The guy is just—he's—it's Michael Phelps. I mean, he's the greatest Olympian of all time. It's, it's amazing. Let's go to—it's amazing when you go when you look at his medal count, right? And then you remember his first Olympics. Yeah, in two thousand. He won zero. Yep. Zero medals at all in 2000. This guy's got the most medals out of anybody, and he won zero his, his in his most, first trip to the Olympics. That's a waste of four years. His most prolific uh, his most prolific of, uh, Olympics was Beijing in 2008. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing to watch. Yeah. I, I remember, and, you know, in 2008, I, I, like, I, like, raced home from work to catch everything. You know, because those Olympics being on the other side of the planet, yeah. you're gonna be watching those late night. Oh yeah, he um, had uh, he had five solo medals and three team le- team medals. In fact, I wasn't even race. I wasn't racing home. I was racing to my friend's house. Yeah, I watched many of these. I watched many of these over at the Kranz's house. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, because it was closer. <laughs> right. See, and, I and and we and we got to all watch Phelps together, and it was like a thing we did like as friends that that year. What was like? We wanted to watch Phelps just continue to break history. Yeah, and he he did, and and then he he comes back in London and wins four more, four more. 
And then <laughs> he has a pedestrian outing of four gold medals. And then in in this past Olympics in Rio, nobody thought he would do a whole lot, Post- and he won five gold medals post retirement. Yeah, I mean he he had all his personal stuff. He had the DUI. He had a lot of dark times. Uh, you know, he went on and he, it's, there were several interviews where he just talked about just really dark stuff, just wasn't enjoying life anymore. It comes back to Rio de Janeiro, wins five gold medals. Yeah. I mean, like, are you kidding me? Wins five gold medals in front of his uh, newborn child. And a, yeah. and throws a silver onto it, too. Yeah. He's, he's like, let me just, I'll toss a silver in with that. He, hold, he holds Ridiculous. Uh, 39 world records, 29 individual, 10 relay. I already said and, that. Well, just, I understand that. <laughs> That it surpassed Mark Spitz's previous record of thirty three. Yeah, we all grew up. We all grew up like like you know when we talked about the Olympics, it was Mark Spitz. Yeah, um, two thousand four came along. It, you know, just a couple of them that he holds: uh, the two hundred meter butterfly, one minute fifty four point five eight seconds; uh, four hundred meter individual me- uh, medley, four minutes uh, eleven second eleven point oh nine seconds; um, hundred meter butterfly, fifty one point four seven. Uh, just so so many different ones in in so many different events too. It's not like he's a specialized guy who just yeah. go who just does like the short you know the shorter ones like the like the hundred or whatever. You know he's doing it everywhere and he's doing it on teams too. Yeah, you know he's he helped set ten relay records and he always came off as of uh, an extremely good uh, teammate to to uh, to the other swimmers. Uh, always always supporting them and and cheering for them and rallying around them uh through through good times and bad you know when they when they wouldn't finish in first or didn't medal or whatever um always seemed like he was there to pump the guys up he had <laughs> i just loved in the rio olympics that face that he oh, you know yeah, that, yeah. That, that's something that he always does but it became such a thing this 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 time uh so much more so much more is covered you know you've yeah. got cameras on every single yeah. person like every you know when they're not swimming, you've got cameras on them. You, you sit them. You see them all sitting in the green room. But we had that one swimmer. Who was that? There was that one swimmer that was trying to get, oh, his, yeah, trying to get yeah. his head. And I'm like, there are some. There are some heads on this planet that you and just then, don't get into. And then he goes out and, and loses. And that, yeah, yeah well, you yeah, know, it's, Phelps. Yeah, well, Phelps goes out there and blows them blows them away. It's like you're trying you're trying to screw with Michael Phelps. Yeah, like there's a reason. Like he came into Rio with the record. Yeah, you know, and you're gonna try to get into his head, or you like, <laughs> this is. I mean, blows my mind that you you got to do something, yeah. I guess. But I guess you could swim better. Yeah, well, I guess you could focus more on swimming than trying to shake Michael Phelps, right? Um, he <laughs> was just that's a wa- that's a waste of time. He was named the Swimming World World Swimmer <laughs> of the Year, <laughs> not the Swimming World world skater or the swimming world world swimming world world swimmer of the year <laughs> basket weave eight times between 2003 and 2016 uh, <laughs> <laughs> need a better name for their magazine or whatever that is there's a then there's the swimming world american swimmer of the year oh man that's how i mean it sounds better because you're not hearing well, how do you which he won 11 times from 01 to 16 okay so he's not hearing two words so he right. was always the american swimmer if he was the world swimmer that's good to know that they're being consistent yeah. like that oh. it's good that they recognize that america is in the world and he, yeah he was he was the ap athlete of the year in 2008 and 2012 he's only 31 yeah he could he could come back in four years he said he's retired i know but i'm saying he's, that he could and he's 50 days younger than me 
<laughs> what have you done with your life? Well, <laughs> he has a prominent uh, internet radio show. I, you know, my my film career is just now starting. <laughs> so who knows? I might be in more. I might end my life in more movies than Phelps has been in. But right. That's still unlikely. That's still unlikely. <laughs> Isn't it just a kick in the groin when you watch these guys? It's like yeah. this this 23-year-old that just signed this multi-million dollar basketball contract. It's incredible. It's like, wow, if I would have just uh if I had just applied myself just a little bit more. I've been on my I've been on this planet 50 days longer than Michael Phelps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a late start here. Well, your your problem though is you're too tall to be a swimmer. Yeah, that's Dude, right. he's well, well Phelps, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Phelps so, is 6-4, Tom. Yeah. You know how tall I am? Yeah. 6-4. But all of your height is in your legs. None he, of his is. He's 194. You know what I weigh? One, about, 195? About 194. I don't think it's a size thing. No, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> all of his weight is in his ears. It's a muscle size thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be a better actor. <laughs> I think you should uh, make your life's goal to outdo him... Uh, in the Olympics, I think from now on you should just focus on training. How about I for write the Olympics? I'm, how about I write a movie about him and then I play him and I'm basically him. That's that's ingenious. You did it. Good work. Live vicariously through your roles. Yeah, that's the idea. I mean, that's why you get into this business, right? right. <laughs> so, congratulations to Michael Phelps. Today's inductee into the Ballpark Bros Basement of Fame. Yeah, seriously, there's no there's no rival. Like, you'll never have a rival. He's one of those guys where he comes along and you say, there's nobody that's going to be this good ever again. Well, we said that about Mark Spitz. Yeah. So, so like, I, it, it, yeah, but it, you have... it just means that it's going to take several decades. Right. You, you have to say it. When, when they're here and they're just so much better than anyone right. else, you I mean, have to say, okay, there's no one. Yeah. I mean, we're still waiting for someone to be better than Gretzky. Yeah. Right. We've had incredible players come along in, in all those years since he made his debut. And uh, we still haven't seen him. You know, and he's still—he's probably not playing currently. You know, I—I I, I really, when Crosby came in and there was such a backlash from yeah. certain fans, I was like, God, I hope he's better than Gretzky. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Nothing and would it, bring me more joy. But he—but he's not. But it's and, also a different kind of game now. Well, it is, but I—I don't—I don't think I don't think he has the talent to be better than Gretzky. No, I don't think the game is holding him back. He's not. Just, Austin Matthews is not Gretzky. No, we're gonna know Gretzky. We're gonna. We have to know Gretzky 2.0 when he gets here, right. because Gretzky 1.0 was so good when he's like right out of the gate. And you know, you got Michael Phelps here blowing stuff away. It's gonna be decades and decades. Yeah, well, and he's been on top for decades and decades. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's been competing since 2000 in the Olympics. In the and, Olympics. Yeah. You know, like I said, he he could come back and still win next time around. Yeah. <laughs> if he like, if he seriously wanted to. He could come back and win. I'd like to see him come back and like just do team, yeah, just do team swims. He could just do a gold a year for the rest of his life. A yeah, go, a gold, a gold per Olympics for the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats, Michael Phelps, for being way better than any of us will ever be at anything combined. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, sounds pretty accurate. And that's not just us here on the show. It's, it's talking about everybody, us, everybody, our listeners, everywhere, our neighbors, our friends. Literally everybody planet, everywhere. Planet Earth. I mean, like, even Jordan wasn't that much better than the next best Dominant person. Earth. 
this you know, is, this is just nomination. It's like if, if like if we're ranking it and ten is the absolute best, yeah, Jordan is a ten, but the next best guy is probably like an eight point five. Right. Phelps is a ten, but the next best guy is like a six. Yeah. You know. And that's on the Richter scale. <laughs> I mean, who's gonna challenge him, Ryan Lochte? Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. 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 Shabra. 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 I hate that guy. So. Uh, All right. Well, I think that just about does it for us today. Ooh. I'm sorry. I have to say Michael Phelps' name one more time simply because I don't want Ryan Lochte to be, to the, be the last, last thing name we say. Yeah, Michael Phelps, greatest Olympian of all time. There That's, we go. There we go. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week.